So tell me about Snowmageddon. How was that? Snowmageddon, uh, you know, started off beautifully. Um, the first snow experience was letting Kate outside in the backyard. And we don't have a patio. So mm-hmm. when I let the dog out, when I opened the door to let the dog out, it was like from the movies. And, the, and like you open the door and it was just snow um, about a foot. No, maybe not that much. Maybe like up where the like up where the door would be like yeah, vertical. Like yeah. I opened the door and it was just standing straight up, and it was so beautiful and fluffy. Mm-hmm. Like the first day, Monday, beautiful oh, and fluffy. It was, it was wonderful. Yeah, so beautiful. And Kate kind of looked at it like what she. She she wasn't, I know like you said, your dogs might have been super duper hesitant. She was a little hesitant and then when she went out, she kind of frolicked, which was cute. Mm-hmm. And of course my empathy was, oh, I wonder how cold her paws are. That's probably awful. You should come in. Mm-hmm. Come in. Mm-hmm. And she did eventually, but it was good. And the kids had fun. That's good. Yeah. we we Our street is close to where the little... Um, water retention pond is so oh yeah look at some of his friends are there you know we took him and some of his friends had like a garbage can lid and a um, skimmer board and they were going down the (laughs) the little small little water retention pond ledge thingy Mm -hmm. that was fun some neighbors and the kids and matt built a little igloo in the middle of the cul-de-sac like use one of those plastic shoebox things to make to pack down some, some ice. Bricks. And, yeah, that's cool. That's really, <laughs> that's really cool. cool. That's really cool. It was really tiny too. So like, in order for Luke to get in, he had to get on his belly and skimmy shimmy. So so it wasn't an igloo for Matt. Not at all. The neighbor's little dog. That's like nice. A twelve pound dog could go in. Charlie could go in. Nice. That's cool. The kids. It's a little bit of a different. I wonder if Charlie scenario. was like, "Wait, does this mean I don't <laughs> get I? to go back inside? Because that's not okay." Oh my gosh! Yeah, pets with the snow were fun, or funny. Bacon just wound up pooping on the porch. Oh no, and, it was too much. And huh? looking at me like, "Clean it up, dude." I'm not. I'm not doing this. Yeah. What do you expect me to do? Would you go use the restroom in the snow? He's like, I'm a, <laughs> a almost a 14 year old dog. I didn't really give a crap about your rules before. <laughs> now that I'm old and crotchety, I really don't care about your rules at all. What you gonna do? You poop outside, Dad. Yeah. You oh poop yeah. Outside. You go first. Yep. Show me it's okay. Yep. <laughs> he didn't. He just pooped on the porch. So. going pretty well I think I know I've shared with you this before but I still and I don't want to harp on it but I feel like Lent 2020 is incomplete still and I'm just it's the whole past year has been this extended Lenten in the desert hmm barren place where I'm being and I mean part of it kind of could be right like the snow thing and the pandemic is just like stripping down all the externals and Mm -hmm. you know 
what's important? Where are you leaning into? I think that, um, I think it is good that it's good to reflect on it like that because, or I think that it can be really healthy. I was actually, I noticed that you, cause you had said that in the previous podcast, right? Previous episode. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're already podcasting. We'll see. Um, but you had said that you had mentioned that, that it felt mm-hmm. that way, that it felt like things had kind of lent it kind of kickstarted in 2020 and we got three or four weeks into it and everything went crazy. And then when you, you were, we were just kind of at least feeling I got from you. I don't think you said this directly, but the feeling I got that I shared was it kind of felt like you were going through the motions of Holy Week and Easter Mm -hmm. and, and you could kind of see it as a celebration, but like I had a hard time participating in it as a celebration. Yeah. I, I, I knew that it was going on and I certainly respected it and revered it. And I was present at mass and things like that. But it didn't feel like Easter because it felt yeah. like so much other stuff was going on, right? And it's that feeling has continued even through, like, I even kind of felt that way at like during like Advent. Like, it mm. felt like, you know, we were still kind of stuck in this other season. Yeah. And this other season wasn't. Well, I think it's not just that, but it's the whole idea of not being able to do things so fully with the community still. Sure, sure. That it, it still feels like there's this veil that is allowing us to see, but not a lot, not allowing us to participate fully. Mm -hmm. And I, and I do think that there is, uh, I think there's a lot of truth in there that, that the, the, that lack of a, that lack of connection, Mm -hmm. I think is something that everyone is feeling, whether you're Catholic or not. I think everybody feels that in their spirit. And it feels Um, naughty to say, I think, because there's so much like people trying to be positive about it that I mm-hmm. don't want to be a negative voice mm-hmm. but I do I need if I'm going to share where I really am there's still that ache of incompleteness sure, sure. and it's and it's this it's almost a recognition of this problem mm-hmm. that is uh really I mean I don't know how you even begin um trying to fix that right yeah. now like I don't I don't know where you uh, I think everybody kind of has to figure that out for themselves, like the steps to take to kind of get engaged with other people, mm-hmm. because so much of that is, I think, wrapped up in our individual personalities. Mm-hmm. So much of it is wrapped yeah. up in the dynamics that we have in families and in different communities. And so when you sort of narrow the, you know, you, you've, you've, you've really kind of closed this window, right. Of, of how people can engage. And now it's like, there are so few ways that we can really get engaged with one another. Yeah. And if, if those ways are at all uncomfortable, you're kind of stuck. Yeah. You're, you're, you're kind of stuck. easier and, to and, recede. Yeah. Uh-huh. And not, not to make an excuse for anyone because you don't want to give yourself the excuse to like take a step backwards, but it does feel like, okay, what, you know, then what, then what do I do? Yeah. Like, like what, what am I really, you know, like capable of, you know, like where are the opportunities mm-hmm. here to, to, to be myself even. Yeah. You know? And that, that feels pretty weird. Um, it feels does. pretty odd. So I'm right there with you. Blah. I understand. I get it. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yep. That's weird. Yeah. Are, um, we, are, we, are we talking about corporal or spiritual today? Corporal. We're talking about corporal. 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 Okay, cool. On the feast of. I don't know. St. Polycorp. St. Polycorp. Polycorp. 
Polycarp. Carp. Polycarp. Darn. Many, I want to make him Polycorp. Many big fish. Polycarp. Many big fish. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I, don't, I wonder what his name actually means. I mean, Polly's many. Uh-huh. Carp. Is, is it a, carp? Fish. I thought it was corp. St. Polycarp. Pretty sure it's Polycarp. So I read something this morning that said he kissed the chains that St. Ignatius of Antioch was chained with on his way to his persecution. Wow. Ooh. Who recorded that? I don't know, but there's How somebody... people know that? Yeah, there's somebody, there's some like... That was a long time ago. Yeah, some bad guy probably was like, that's odd, I'm going to take Bro. care of that. yeah. <laughs> you know, like... What a weird gesture. Yeah. He knew. Like uh, like how um, St. Saint, Saint Longinus, that's his name in the... In the, Who's that? Um, he's, he is this, the Roman soldier that pierced Jesus's heart and the blood and water from Jesus's side splashed in his face and it cured him of his blindness. Stop. Yeah. How's he a saint? What did he do? What's his redemption? He's, he's just one of those like a new Testament considered one of those new Testament names. That's kind of like automatically a saint. Uh. Right. So like. Like none of the twelve disciples, excluding Jesus, Judas, like they didn't right. they didn't have to undergo any. They're just saints. Like they're, right. you know, Martha and Mary, they're saints. Lazarus is a saint. Understood. Right? Yeah, Don't it's need understood to go that they're saints. Canonization. Yeah. yeah, because they had this experience with Christ, we assume that they're in heaven with him, right? Um, yeah. So Saint Longinus pierce, pierces Jesus's side. Um, he's got some kind of eye problem, or or he's blind in one eye, or something, and the blood and water from Jesus's side. Hits his face, splashes on his face, and he's cured. How did you learn this? Um, do you really want to know? I okay, do. So uh, I first heard about him on the movie Constantine. Um, I don't know about Constantine movie. is actually uh, there's some there's some misconceptions in Constantine about Catholicism and things like that. But it's this essentially this guy who is kind of tasked with. Um, uh, fighting demons. He can see demons. He can kind of see Is it a present day world. movie? Yeah. Um, okay. Or it's, it, the, it's, it's based on a comic book. It takes place in the present day. Um, Keanu Reeves plays Constantine in the movie. It's really good. It came out, uh, I guess, early 2000s, late 90s, early, early 2000s. Rachel Wise. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, got a okay. good, it's got a good cast. But um, in the... Um, it's kind of like an Indiana Jones kind of thing. There, okay. There's these kind of... There's this good force and this evil force and they're both... Um, the, the evil force, basically, you know, the, the devil or the devil's son Mm -hmm. has decided he's going to take over the world and he's going to use the spear of Longinus to do it. And it's the spear (gasps) that actually pierced Jesus's side. And so it's like real, like supernatural and, and all kinds of stuff. And, um, and I was like, that's an, that's an interesting name. I'm going to look him up. And I did. There you went. St. Longinus. Yeah. That is interesting. So guess what I learned? What's that? We also have different tastes in movies. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I've never heard of that. Um, it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Okay. Keanu Reeves gets to be kind of brooding and grumpy, and um, yeah. I can see him being grumpy. It's it's cool. There's a there's a scene uh, that I love where Keanu Reeves and then Rachel Wise, who plays, she's kind of like the the moral compass mm-hmm. in the story. Okay, and uh, she's there's been weird things going on in her life, and so she goes to Keanu Reeves to try to get some help because she heard that he's this you know. 
Who is he like, in the thing? He, he's he's he's, he's Constantine. Constantine. Okay. He deals in kind of these supernatural situations. Of course he and, does. Um, and she basically he tells her like you know there's good and evil. There's angels and demons. There's heaven mm-hmm. and hell. Like all this stuff is is real. And she's like whatever. She's like uh, I think she's a I can't remember if she's a cop. I think she's a, she might be a cop. She's like that's this isn't real. This is crazy. And of course, her character is like raised Catholic and left the church and all this. But they do yeah, they yeah, do yeah. they do a really fair job of it. Actually. Okay, they do. There's some things like oh, if you commit suicide, you can't have a Catholic funeral. There's things like okay. that, right? That's, that are kind of that are a little yeah. weird. Um, that aren't really explained or or and maybe they kind of sensationalize a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but he like like they have this conversation. She leaves. She just decides he's full of it. And he, um, kind of has this, he sees like these demons, like that are going to like attack her. And so he, he runs like out of his apartment and catches up to her and they have this, this talk on the street and all out of nowhere, like all of these flying, you don't really see what they are you kind of like, they're kind of like Dementors. They just show up out of nowhere and they're flying around and, and he pulls out this light and like shines this light and has to like save them. And just on the street that they're on in the window of one of the shops, there's like this big statue of Mary with like these lit, uh, this lit sort of halo of like stars. And that's the only light that stays on. Like it's the, it's the, it's, it's super cool. It's super cool. And they like both run towards that light and they're kind of under this light and then everything goes, everything goes dark. And then, these demon things show up and he has to like shine this light, but it's like light overcoming darkness. Mm -hmm. They run to Mary, which is super cool. That is cool. Every time I watch it, I'm like, everybody look, everybody look, that's so cool. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a pretty cool movie. It's, it's it's worth it. Your, your, your boys would love it. Okay. Your boys would love it. Um, Hmm. yeah, Yeah, it's cool. Constantine. Notes to self. Mm -hmm. So Keanu Reeves is basically the Morgan Freeman of all the movies ever. Is this he? voice of is he voice yeah. of reason yeah yeah the godly talks figure like this <laughs> oh he <laughs> all the he, time. he punctuates a little bit more than Morgan Freeman yeah yeah he's got to mm-hmm. he's got an image to uphold he does he does yep all right we should podcast now let's do it we're gonna try to do two episodes it's already pretty late <laughs> uh, we two shall wild see and crazy kids we shall see um, see what happens. Yep. Yippers. Okay. Let's do it. You ready? Uh, mm-hmm. All right. Hi, Nikki. Hello, James. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. I'm doing pretty well, too. Uh, it has been what quite a week. the adventurous week. What a week. Yes. Yes. Um, if you're listening, uh, we hope you're warm. And, <laughs> and you probably are. You probably are <laughs> by this point. Um, especially if you're listening here in Central Texas. About a week ago, it was... In the single digits. It was here. in the single digits with precipitation. It was everything was frozen. It was a wackadoodle. Wackadoodle is a good way to put it. Um, Ooh, in fact, I think that's crazy. the meteorological it term is, yeah. for it. Wackadoodle. Mm-hmm. It was David Yeoman. He told me that. It was. <laughs> <laughs> it was nuts. Uh, if you don't live here in Central Oops. Texas and you don't know what we're talking about, so we had uh, winter. I think even if you don't live in Central Texas, you know what we're talking yeah, about well, because it was like we had winter storm. Winter storm Yuri. Yeah, exactly. And uh, wait, what? It was called Winter Storm Yuri. Was it really? Yeah, yeah. I it was a big it was enough like storm. Some other name. It was a big enough storm system. But it was like Mildred or something. No. Yuri. So. Yuri. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I am 
learning all sorts of new things today. Uh, that's great. Do you know you learn something new every day? I'm you learning do. a few things. Can you right? insert the the more you know <laughs> song right here? Star. Yes. Um, but uh, but yeah. So we want to take a moment to be um, very uh, in touch with that cognizant of that, that that's happening and to let you know that, uh, I know Nikki was praying. I was praying, um, for sure, you know, not only for our listeners and for people in general, but you know, I, we both had family, um, kind of scattered throughout this different thing and, and good friends, uh, scattered throughout this very different, uh, set of circumstances than, than we're used to Mm -hmm. here in central Texas. And we also want to say, um, we're continuing to pray for you, continuing to pray for the recovery, uh, of yeah. our, of our communities and of our state and, and just of people's mental health and people's physical health too. There's just a sure. lot of really terrible, um, consequences that have come out of these, these, I mean, it's funny to watch people fall kind of, but it's not <laughs> right. Cause it hurts. It does hurt. I, I have a pretty good size <laughs> bruise on my, it's both funny and not on my rump for lack of a better Your word. Rump. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to record myself <laughs> saying that word, rump. P.S. Uh, kids, if you're listening, we're having rump roast tonight. No, but it, no. <laughs> it was not fun falling on the ice at all. Uh, and, and there were lots of people out there that suffered much worse. And so mm, we're praying yeah. for you and praying with you. And uh, we're also um, really happy that you're listening, if you're listening. And we hope that we can Absolutely, bring you some, yeah. some joy and some levity and uh, make, you know, make whatever you're going through that much better. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what are we going to talk about today? <laughs> I like that word, levity. I don't know. It's fun. It's a gonna, fun word. I wanted to sing yeah. some levity verse or something. Oh. <laughs> I, I, th- I thought about. for a second that I was, was a Hamilton levity. thing. Oh, no. No. Mm. It's, Not be, that I remember. It'll be in Hamilton, too. Oh, that could be good. Could be. I think I did see that Hamilton's up for some awards since it was like, you know, it came out so long ago but since it was just released on tv it's up for like new awards i'm sure that seems a little double dippy as much as i love it and think they need accolades and i wouldn't have even seen it if it wasn't on tv it does it feels a little double dippy don't you think i mean for someone who has constantly talked about how good it is i feel like you'd be like on board with them getting as many I kudos still as think possible fairness is fair right I, yeah i mean but there's a lot of stuff that gets awards it shouldn't so i feel like oh. hamilton if hamilton should it can get it okay. can get too. Okay. I say that, I said that really judgy. There's things judgy. that shouldn't get awards. There's things that shouldn't get awards. You know who you are. Yeah, you do know who you are. Dude, I don't know who they I are. Don't know they are. <laughs> um, um let's talk about okay, because of just Linty Lint mm-hmm. and the state of Texas this past week, I'd like to talk about Corporal Works of Mercy. Corporal Works of Mercy. What are those? Corporal Works of Mercy. We should talk mercy. about what those are. You're the youth minister. You tell us what they are. Fine. I mean, I could list them. No, no, no. And, and we'll we'll certainly uh, go through them. I think that's a good idea. Uh, I can never remember this list of things. It's one of the lists yep, that I can't remember. Yeah, me neither. That's why I it down on my paper. That's why I have it in notes on my phone. You have it on notes um, on So uh, corporal works of mercy are essentially uh, works of mercy that are described by Christ uh, in the gospel. So mm-hmm. the things that come from the gospel um, that, uh, are actually things that we can do sort of out in the corporal world. So corporal meaning with our bodies, right? They're yes. Works of mercy that we can make happen. We can manifest in the world, um, in reality. So tangible, it's not t- real tangible, things. real things. So it's not, um, as opposed to spiritual works of mercy, which we'll talk about in the next episode, um, that are things that are more, um, more spiritually focused and yeah. come from a more spiritual place. 
corporal works of mercy are sort of boots on the ground kind boots of stuff. Boots on the ground. And the cool thing about mm-hmm. uh, the two kinds of works of mercy is that um, one serves the other, right? Mm-hmm. So spiritual and corporal works of mercy, they go hand in hand. They're not mutually exclusive. Um, but you also, uh, you don't have to do... You don't have to do them in any kind of particular order. Um, no. You don't have to, to participate in them really in any kind of particular way other than the way that you feel called. And what's cool about it um, is that we're all called to do yeah. them. They all make sense and they're all pretty easy. And I think, well, I think that's the beauty in it is that you can, it, it, it goes hand in hand with your relationship with God and, you know, in your conversation with him, he may direct you in different ways just based on where you are in your life. And, you know, there's so much room. There's so much, I think there's beauty in it too, because there's lots of people in my life who are doers, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's like when people say, uh, when someone has a tragedy and you want to do something for them, they're like, just, you know, just pray for me. I, there's plenty of people, myself included, who are like, I want to do more. I want to do more than pray. Not that praying's not enough or Mm -hmm. a lot, Mm -hmm. but the boots on the ground thing, Mm -hmm. like I want to make the meal and I want to comfort you. And and like we talked about with St. Martin de Porres or, or when we think about uh, Martha and Mary in scripture, Mm -hmm. um, it's not necessarily that doing the work uh, for Martha was a bad thing. It's that she was allowing that work, that corporal act to distract her from Christ. Yeah. So, she lost the gaze. Exactly. So cor- uh, a corporal work of mercy is a way to, to, you know, engage in the world, engage in, in helping mm-hmm. ease another person's suffering, right. To show mercy to somebody else. Um, but to remain completely focused on Jesus to remain, yeah. you know, really focused on the person of Christ in that person that you're serving mm-hmm. or, or, you know, for some of us, it might even be remaining focused on the person of Christ within yourself as you serve. Right. And and really, um, really, really trying to, trying to kind of grow, um, and, and allow Christ to, to, to trans, to transform you, excuse me. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and that's, that can be, uh, really, really tough. It can be kind of hard to wrap your brain around. So we're going to talk a little bit about it today. Um, because it's also extremely rewarding yeah. it is extremely rewarding and not just the, the warm, fuzzy, feel good kind of rewarding. That's part of it. Mm-hmm. And that's great. But the, you know, really kind of building up this relationship with God mm-hmm. kind of rewarding. If you want to, uh, really walk closely with Jesus, uh, being merciful to your neighbor is, there's just nothing yeah. like it. It feels like a, um, return on your investment. Mm-hmm you know, with your relationship with God when you're able to act on those corporal works of mercy. It just feels like the benefits to me are tenfold without that being the focus. Absolutely. Um, I think that we, I think that we, um, before we can even really kind of talk about like the the who, the what, the when, and the where. Um, oh my I, I think gosh. We've, I think we have to, I think we have to, uh, you, you mentioned uh, Lent and Lenty things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we have to answer the question, how does this fit in with Lent? How does this fit in with Lent? Mm. Um, I think it, I, th- I think it's, if, if you're having trouble, like I have been having trouble, um, I think a lot of us are having trouble 
really engaging in this first week of Lent or this kind of early, this beginning, mm-hmm. um, uh, in these first few steps Getting of our Lenten journey. Exactly. Yep. And maybe even feeling like we were talking about earlier, like, you know, all of 2020 and 2021 so Felt far has Lenten. just been Lent, right? Yeah. It's just all felt like this desert. Um, the way that the, that a corporal work of mercy will help you to engage in Lent is by reminding you that Lent is not about you. Mm, that's the thing. That's the thing. And that's the thing that I think we get really bogged down in, whether it's our sin or we're trying to be better or we're working on that prayer and fasting mm-hmm. and almsgiving. I think when we get stuck thinking that, um, I've got to go about my Lent a certain way, or I've got to do a certain thing to kind of achieve a goal, right? Or I've got to, um, yeah. uh, I've got to repent for, my terrible, horrible life, like over and over and over again until God finally forgives me. Right. Like we, we go yeah. through, we get kind of wrapped up in those I neurotic do, things. Right. For and, sure. and I think when we, uh, you know, Christ gives us these, these ways to relate to him mm-hmm. in the corporal works of mercy so that we have this ability to kind of step outside of that, yes. that endless cycle of me, me. Right. Yeah. And to say, okay, now I'm, I'm going to focus on this person. And Christ kind of takes that focus and he magnifies it. It's so um, beautiful. He, 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 make, he makes it about him. He makes mm. it about that relationship with him, which is, which uh, is super cool. It's so good. Yeah. So I'm uh, at, blah, 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 blah. When I was at uh, confession one time, confessing, you know, the, I'm so selfish. Oh. That was like my penance was to do corporate works of mercy. Like, make this not about you. Because mm-hmm. your life is not about you. Mm-hmm. Your life is others. not about you. Do for others. Yeah. yeah. And my priest didn't say, you jerk, but in my head I heard, <laughs> you jerk. Like, why? Sure. Then stop being so selfish and maybe, like, do something for somebody else. And sure. I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so awful. <laughs> I'm the worst person ever. And that's, for me, where the corporate works of mercy come into play. Where mm-hmm. Because here's the thing. When you're doing something for somebody else, it doesn't, God didn't need to create us in such a way that it would feel good, but it does. It does. Like, yeah. thank you, God. Yeah. There's a, there's allowing a, it to feel good when exactly, we do for others. Exactly. And that, and that, um, anytime that we're desiring any kind of pleasure, anytime that we find any kind of pleasure really in anything, uh, that that's a, um, that's an opportunity to see the good in the world that God put in the world for us to draw mm. us closer to him. Yeah. Right. And so, um, that I, I think is, is something, you know, a, a lot of times we mistake our, our, um, our gratification, uh, for like our, like our gratification becomes, um, it, it can become very selfish, right? An like, idol of sorts. Exactly. It becomes yeah. something that we kind of pursue for the sake of gratification mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, for the sake of growing closer to God or maybe yeah. even, even sharing that experience with God. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and things like, the uh, corporal works of mercy, um, they, they help us to kind of stay grounded in that, in that experience. Right. I, I feel really good. I feel, um, maybe even better than I feel when I get to eat ice cream. Right. Mm, but yeah, but I've been, it's fuller. Yeah. Of, of, yeah. Of but I've complete, but I'm the one kind of giving the ice cream mm-hmm. away to someone else that, that really need, really needs it. Right. Mm-hmm. That it's kind of giving that blessing away. Um, I, I want to read something real quick. Uh, this is the first thing that pops up on the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops website. You mean the USCCB? The USCCB uh, website, usccb.org. This is the first thing that pops up on the Corporal Works of Mercy. So if you search Corporal Works of Mercy, this is what they say. The Corporal Works of Mercy are found in the teachings of Jesus and give us a model for how we should treat all others as if they were Christ in disguise. They are charitable actions by which we help our neighbors in their bodily needs. 
They respond to the basic needs of humanity as we journey together through this life. The seven corporal works of mercy are listed below. After each work of mercy, there are also suggestions and words of advice for living them out in our daily lives. And then I think this is really cool. It says, do you have your own suggestions? Let us know at USCCB and use the hashtag mercy in motion. That's going to be the, uh, I think a really, really great challenge for our listeners is to, to, you know, as we talk about these things, if there's something that pops up in your mind that, that that our, you know, maybe our other listeners can benefit from, Mm -hmm. um, that we can all benefit from, let us know. Hashtag uh, mercy in motion. I I think that's great for Lent to kind of do that when, uh, whenever, um, whenever something pops up like that, an opportunity like that pops up and what they said, you know. Um, it's an opportunity for how we should treat all others, a model for how we should treat all others as if they were Christ in disguise. Mm-hmm. And it's basic stuff. It is it's basic like stuff. It's like not above and beyond. It's it is basic, basic stuff. human needs. So basically what they're saying here is if you want to serve Jesus, which who doesn't, Yeah. right? That's, that's kind of the, the goal here. It's one of the goals of our lives that we've talked about. Right. Um, serve each there's other. A really, there's, a, there's some really easy ways to do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how we should tackle this. I don't know if we should be like... Let's list them first. Let's list them first. Okay. Listen first. Okay. I'm going to let you do that. Okay. Go for it. Feed the hungry. Mm-hmm. Give drink to the thirsty. I feel like those could go together. They could. But they don't. Shelter the homeless or clothe the naked. Mm-hmm. Those are one, but kind of doing the same thing. Uh, visit the sick. Visit the imprisoned. Bury the dead. Give alms to the poor. That's the seven. That's the seven. Um, it feels like, um, I, I don't like a no brainer. Like, uh, I don't mean to dumb it down, but yeah, there's, there's nothing on that list that's super it's overwhelming. It's not too hard. It's not, there's nothing that's like, but you, you know, can break it down to say like, to get creative with it. Sure. Right. Sure. And, and, and you should, and that's mm-hmm. the, that's the free, the kind of the freedom that's found in, in a list like this, mm-hmm. in, in this, uh, this idea. Um, and in, the majority of Christ's teachings, there's like this kind of, uh, simple sort of shell that we can all kind of buy into and get on board with. Uh, and then we kind of get to break it open on our own. We get to kind of look at, uh, that, 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 uh, the lens of the gospel is more like, it's more like a prism, right? It breaks Mm, up into lots of different colors and flavors and, and we can kind of find where we fit, Mm -hmm. um, in those different things. Um, you know, feeding the hungry. I I can, I can remember uh, going on a mission trip and we had a parent, um, down on the, uh, I don't remember. I don't remember if it was a parent at the church we were serving, um, or one of our, one of our parents, but it was, there was like a volunteer who just so happened to work for the, um, the food and drug administration. Right. And so they got the, um, the ag commissioner's office or someone down there to designate our VBS site, uh, as a place where people could go for free or reduced food for, for their children that entire week that we were there. So not only did that mean that lots of people were coming to us to get their kids to get a hot breakfast and to like hear the word of God, which is really cool. Um, but we also got all of these different different businesses and different groups kind of in the area to like donate snacks and donate mm. food and and it was just like this you know this effort. kind of really cool thing that mm-hmm. just kind of blossomed out of nowhere and and so 
in that experience, it's like there were people like me that were like literally getting to hand out like, you know, animal crackers and juice and stuff to like little kids. How fun is uh, that? And, yeah, and especially little yeah. kids that are like, they don't get snacks every day. They mm-hmm. don't necessarily get, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but then there was also that parent who was kind of in the, um, uh, I don't want to say corporate, but the very big picture kind of side mm-hmm. of it that said, I see this need and I have the power to kind of, uh, to kind of Alleviate. do something and, 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 mm-hmm. you know, and so they're kind of where they fit into that, to that puzzle of feeding the hungry was very different than, mm. than where I'm from I where fit, you are. Right? Yeah. 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 Um, but both of them were, were really important. Both of them are, are really, um, like really necessary to get yeah. that thing done. Right. And, and Christ is present and all with authority yeah. in, in, in the whole experience. Well, does it right. kind of feel like the, the scripture where there, um, you know, there's one body, but many parts. Mm-hmm. So they're all important and they're all necessary mm-hmm. parts of the puzzle. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and you know, I, I really, I, I, I say that to, to kind of illustrate the point that there is always, um, there's always an opportunity. Mm-hmm. There's always an opportunity. Certainly, uh, in the last week in the ice apocalypse, we oh talked my gosh, about, yeah. um, there have been, you know, so many reports of, of different groups, you know, reaching out and, and, um, you know, providing, providing food and water and shelter and all these different things that we're talking about here. Um, you know, ministering in, in all the, all of these different ways. Uh, and, and the, the, the reality is that there's really no limit and no, reason why we should try to limit, uh, mm-hmm. our ability to take care of one another. Yeah. I think, well, and I think, I don't know if you're going along this line, but it doesn't take a, I'm, I call it the snow apocalypse, not mm-hmm. the ice apocalypse. Cause <laughs> I want to remember the snow and not the, <laughs> the ice as much, but, um, those, those type of events, um, bring it to light, but really year round, there are people who are hungry and people who need shelter Absolutely. There's always people who are sick. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I know that I've talked with you a bunch before about, um, uh, community first, my relationship with people there. It's just, um, I think just knowing that it exists challenges me mm-hmm. to do more. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's, maybe I need to talk to my therapist about this where I'm just like, oh, I'm never doing enough. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because sure. there's always, I'm aware I, that's part of the problem is that I, not problem problem, but, um, what makes me accountable to my community is that I'm aware that there are people who are hungry and people who are without shelter. And I struggle with how to help. There is, I think a, um, I think that's very common and I, I struggle with how to help too. I certainly struggled this past week feeling pretty helpless because I was kind of stuck indoors. I couldn't go anywhere, I, mm-hmm. you know, and, and kind of seeing these things on the news and seeing different things on social media, the ways that people were really struggling. Um, it was an opportunity for me to, uh, practice the spiritual works of mercy, mm-hmm. right? Which is, that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, but it was also, uh, very, humbling. It, it, it reminded me that my, um, my ability to participate, my ability to kind of partake in, uh, whatever's going on in the world and, and, and my call to, to serve others, to serve Christ by serving others, um, again is about Christ and Mm -hmm. Christ is going to bring me to, 
those different opportunities where he needs me and where he, you know, in the ways that he wants me to serve and that he's calling me to serve. Um, I think for a lot of us, that's, uh, because we want to be in control. That's oh, like, yeah. that's like a little bit hard to swallow struggle, yeah. sometimes. And, and, um, but you know, like there's a lot of, that's, that's kind of a beautiful thing. It's a, it's a really beautiful thing to, to kind of see, um, not just when those things happen, like not just to see like, Oh, that's really cool. That person, you know, bought that homeless guy lunch or something like that. Um, but to know that it's not all up to me, you know, it's not all up to Nikki for those things to happen and to know that those things are happening all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, they're, 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 they really are. And it's a really beautiful thing about humanity that those things happen, uh, you know, at a, a time in our world when I think we think things are pretty dark. Yeah. Um, it's there's like, been lots of examples. There's of been lots of examples and, of, of goodness and, and light sort of overcoming that mm-hmm. darkness. And that's, that's a really, that's a really cool thing. Um, we probably don't, uh, I know that we don't, um, give ourselves enough credit as a, I don't want to say as a society or like a Catholic culture, but, this, this, um, the, 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 this idea, right, mm-hmm. of the corporal works of mercy is more than just uh, a list of nice things to do, right? Okay. Um, I, I think sometimes we, we treat things like this as like, you know, again, we're, we're kind of, we're kind of like, we, we feel the warm fuzzy, we know that it's a good thing, and so we, we think that it kind of stops there, right? Mm. Um, With just knowing and feeling yeah, something? Yeah, something, something, right? Yeah. Um, the, that thing that we're knowing and feeling uh, is the person of Christ mm. in, um, in these, these, these different actions and these different ministries that we take on. And so um, I really wanted to tell our listeners, like, to lean into that, yeah. to lean into that really, really hard. Um, I can remember, uh, a friend of mine, um, she's a few years younger than me. Uh, but I was living in college station. She had moved to college station and we had some, some mutual friends and, uh, I was helping some, we were all helping some of those, one of those mutual friends move. Right. And so we, uh, everybody was kind of like, you know, like everybody's moving like hot and sweaty and tired yeah. and that kind of thing. And, and, um, this, this, uh, this young woman came in and she had this rock and it was heart shaped. She had, she found this heart shaped rock like outside somewhere. Um, and it wasn't like a piece of concrete. Like it was a real rock. It was, you know, it was pretty. Um, but it wasn't like a, like someone hadn't made it into it a heart. It wasn't manufactured. Um, someone hadn't made it into a heart. It was like, you know, it looked like just a piece of rock that was, you could kind of, if you squinted, it looked like a heart, right? Okay. Well, she came in the room and she was like, you know, everybody else has like been moving stuff all day. And, you know, <laughs> you're zonked out. You're zonked out and tired. And, and she's like, guys, look what I found. I found this rock and it looks like a heart and it's from God. And it means that, you know, God, God loves me. And she was just like so excited to have, to have, have Received, found or, right? and, and to have been reminded of God uh-huh. in that experience. And she kind of had this unique uh, moment with God just by finding this rock. And I can remember everyone in the room, myself included, kind of like rolling their uh, eyes, like, you know, okay, this is, this was just, you know, got like 10 more boxes. But that, exactly. On. Exactly. But that, but that, but that's the sense of like, of, 
<coughs> excuse me, of childlike wonder mm, that yeah, Jesus yeah. is talking about in the gospel. And that's also the sense of, of really kind of just like letting, letting things go. Right. And, and, and kind of letting him uh, be in charge of those experiences that he wants. And I, I think like that. that's a, a really, um, a really good way to look at these at these works of mercy, especially like your as a very kind of roundabout way of getting back to like when we're worried about, are we doing enough? When mm-hmm. we're worried about, are we going to be able to do everything? When we're worried about like, well, I, you know, I, the other worry that I think people have is, well, I could, I could never get that accomplished. I could never, oh, I, yeah. I could never, you know, it's, it's way too icy. I can't go outside. Mm-hmm. Right. Or, or whatever. Yeah. And so we kind of sell ourselves short. And I think what God, the, the lesson in that, in that, kind of story about the girl with the rock is like, you know, staying focused on God and, and, um, and kind of staying close to him in these, in these things that we're called to do. And in these ways that we're called to treat each other, um, that's not only the goal, that's also the thing that's going to help us accomplish. That fuels it. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be the, you know, both the, the, you know, the, the thing that we're trying to do and the thing that we're, we're trying to, to, you know, it's, it's, it, it is the light with which we're illuminating the world. And it's also kind of the reason for illuminating the world. Right. Yeah. That's, and that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, is there, is there, so we talked about, uh, feeding the hungry. Um, is there, is there another work of mercy that like, that just, it just grabs you by the heartstrings? Yeah. Shelter the homeless. Shelter the homeless. Yeah. It, I feel super duper paralyzed by that. Um, because I want to do more, mm-hmm. you know, we mm-hmm. had an experience this past week where we were, um, downtown, um, going, going out to eat for my son's birthday. Right. And, um, there's a, not a, it wasn't a huge homeless population, just a few people, but, um, it's enough to cause me to stop in my tracks in the sense of what am I doing mm-hmm. to to help. I hear this phrase in my head often, if you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. Yeah. And so it, it, um, c- causes me to question Sure. what am, what am I doing? You know? And then I think, um, there's also fear sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, of, I guess, um, my life, my safety, me. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. When it comes back to me, I'm going to have, going to have problems, but, um, and I think too, like, you know, mentioning, is this just a commercial for mobile loaves and fishes? I don't know. Our community first. No, but knowing that things like that have been put into place, Mm -hmm. that one person can lean into the Holy spirit and hear him speak to him Mm -hmm. so loudly Mm -hmm. and, and pe- and other people hear the same call yeah. and want to participate. Um, it it causes um, it burns a little fire in me sure. that makes me want to do more. Sure. Um, I still feel a little paralyzed with what I'm doing with that. Mm-hmm. But as far as you know, your question, which one is kind of striking me? It's that one because mm-hmm. um, I just um, I shared with you Alan Graham's um, podcast. Um, Gospel concarne. Yeah, yeah. And it's just beautiful to hear um, him ask these questions and and hear people's stories and seeing the humanity of people who were formerly homeless. Sure. Um, has opened my eyes in a way that 
I needed for them to be opened. Oh my gosh, were my eyes opened like Saint, who was it who pierced Jesus' side? Saint, <gasps> Saint Longinus? Yeah, yeah, Longinus, my eyes were opened. That's cool. And now I see, and I can't unsee. Yeah. And now I need to get to work. You know what's what's interesting about that? Um, something that you said. So, you you know, we kind of feel like... Um, you know, there's there's been, there's been all these things that have been kind of put in place. There's all these different, um, all these different organizations and ways in which we can kind of get involved. And and even going back to you know um, uh, what I said about that VBS providing food, like right. there's different roles for different people. Um, the the thing that's kind of striking me about that is like there's there's no um, there's no excuse to to not find your role, right? The, the, right? the church, the church on some level has been taking care of, of lepers and widows and children and, mm-hmm. and, and really sort of reaching out in compassion to people in need since the time of Christ. Mm-hmm. I mean that, you know, like Christ was very, um, uh, very clear and very direct in his interactions with people in need and, and, and tended to the needs of people from this very, uh, deep, soft place in his heart. Like, like it was a really big deal that the people around him were taken care of mm-hmm. and well fed and loved and warm. And like, that was a, that was a really big part I of his ministry. That that was important to him and so, too. so I, I think the example there is that that's, that's always been important to the church. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and so, um, you're like, you know, us maybe sort of feeling like, okay, well, I don't, um, I want to, I want to help the homeless, but I want to do it in a safe way. Mm-hmm. I want to help the homeless. Um, but I, I don't know where to start or it just feels like it's so big. There are groups there. There's efforts and organizations and different things, uh, within the church that, that, that make it safe yeah. and that, and that will, will give you a role that you're really, really good at a mm-hmm. role that you're like suited for. You mentioned mobile loaves and fishes. You mentioned this right here in Austin. You mentioned yeah. community first right here in Austin as well. Like those groups will, they will find you something to do that you absolutely will not only love to do, but it will feed you spiritually. Mm. Like the, you'll be, you know, it'll, you'll have this corporal job that will be feeding you spiritually. And it's Mm. this really sort of amazing dynamic, um, when we allow, uh, our work to, Mm -hmm. to edify the kingdom, right. When we allow our work to kind of build up, uh, others around us and, and to take care of others around us. Um, I also do think that it's okay to kind of look at that stuff and feel a little bit convicted mm-hmm. and feel like, you know, I've, I've got it pretty good. I'm, I'm pretty blessed. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, and I even hesitate to use that word yeah. because it's like, what is it saying about them? Are they not blessed? Yeah. Did yeah. God not bless them? Is that why, you know, and then that doesn't feel right. That doesn't sit well. Well, I mean, maybe their blessing is in you and Boy. maybe, and maybe, you know, and seriously, yeah. and, and maybe the reason that their blessing hasn't you know, manifested yet is because the right person has not come along with the right attitude, kind of willing to glorify God Mm. in that moment, you know, um, right outside of my, my neighborhood, there's a, um, uh, I'm not, uh, not necessarily like, I will admit this. There's a, there's a gentleman, uh, lives under a bridge, uh, right outside of my, my neighborhood, um, and he's scary. He's scary. Mm-hmm. He's obviously, uh, got some, some mental illness issues, some addiction issues, and it is really 
difficult to approach him. And in fact, I've, I've tried to kind of reach out and to like give him things that I can see he needs. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've, I've, I've really hesitated, uh, other than really kind of just talking to him from my car and then maybe leaving like a case of water, right? Mm-hmm. Like when he's not around. Right. And, oh, yeah. and is that, you know, um, I, I do, I, I, I don't necessarily feel safe, mm-hmm. right? I don't necessarily feel like that's the, the best, um, uh, position for me to be in, but I do feel convicted that God is calling me to love that person in a more personal way and, and in a, in a way that is more relational. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I say that not because I want to, you know, want anybody's sympathy or anything. I say that because I think it's a process. Yeah. I, just like anything else. Um, I, I do think that our kind of stepping out into, uh, the role of, sort of caretaker for our brother and sister in Christ, it's a process and Mm -hmm. it's something that you have to practice. It's something that you have to get used to. It's something that I think if we start, if we just start with the people that we live with, Mm. right? If we just start with the the people that, um, that are are in our family community or the people that, you know, there's no reason why you can't, um, be merciful, give a corporal work of mercy, do a corporal work of mercy for your best friend. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to necessarily be someone that is, you know, if your best friend says I'm thirsty and you buy them a soda, right? you know, and, and, and look at it as, okay, this is a step. This is a it step is. in that process. And, and how does it feel to kind of take care of that person? And then maybe reach out to someone that you don't know. And then maybe reach out to someone that's in a really desperate situation, right? And, and, and allow yourself to kind of be trained by the Holy Spirit in Ooh, those, in I like those, that. you don't have to have it all figured out. Yeah. Right. And, and just because you have a list of what to, the things to do, um, doesn't mean that you have it all figured out. In mm-hmm. fact, it, it means that there's like this whole adventure waiting. Right? An adventure. That's a good, that's a good way of looking yeah. at it. Yeah. I wanted to roll my eyes at you because <laughs> I feel like if your friend's thirsty, you offer them, uh, I feel like that's We've talked about my mom before. She's the greatest. But sometimes she says things that I'm just like, oh, please. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, I, I want to do a great thing and it doesn't sure. feel great. It sure. feels like if you don't give your friend a drink, she's going to get one when she goes home. Okay. Sure. Certainly. Certainly. But that's not the point. Because, because if, 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 that were, if that were how we treated uh, sharing the gospel, like if, if St. Paul were like, I'm not going to write this down for you because I know St. Peter is going to preach about it at some point. (laughs) Right. Okay. And so, and so the thing is, so the thing is like, like our, our, um, our willingness or our, our sort of ability to, it's not necessarily about that thing that we're doing. Right. It's, it's, it's about quality, not quantity. Okay. So Mm. it's not necessarily about that thing that we're doing. It's about, are we in tune with Christ? when we do these things. Okay. Because that's fair. Because the, because the reality is like you could, you could go around handing out bottles of water and just checking off a list. Right. And just sort of saying, yeah, yeah, with, with no real connection to God. And that's not bad. It's not like inherently evil or anything, but it's not, it's not, what Jesus wants for you from this experience. Is it like the dovetail thing? Yes. Of like the spiritual and corporal kind of dovetailing each yeah, other? absolutely. Oh my gosh. I'm using all my hands to talk right now. All your hands. All <laughs> two just, of them. I just bonked the microphone. I'm sorry. Nikki only has two hands. I just want to clarify that for everyone. But, I, but then the microphone's right here. And it's I, okay. You're fine. Uh, Don't worry about right. it. 
You bonk, you bonk the microphone uh, at least, and I bonk it too. A hundred times. Yeah, it's fine. It's cool. Well, this is, yeah, this is all good. You Okay, so you just made me feel better because I was feeling a little bit like... You know, Nikki, what about, you jerk, Nikki, you jerk. What about for, if your What about if your best friend is sick? A true story. Well, yeah, exactly. Because even like the little meal, the meal train thing mm-hmm. for my friend who just had a baby, and mm-hmm. you know, I sign up for that. Yeah, and that's absolutely a work of mercy. I mean, like, uh, there's, there's, yeah. you know, we live in these really, I think, um, uh, these these times of of. What's the now? I don't know the word I'm looking what for. I'm gonna have to go times? back and, and edit this. Um, sort of uh, polarizing. These, polarizing. These very, these very polarizing times, and we see these polarizing figures. And you know, you you have people that love the president, and you have people that hate the president, mm-hmm. and you have people that love you know this politician or that politician or this celebrity or that celebrity. You know, all of those people, regardless of their status in life, they all need mercy. Yep. And they all need um, prayers and they all need like a relationship with God who loves them. Like, like we're, we are all made of that, of that same stuff. Right. So, um, you know, the, the, is there like a perfect way to be merciful? No. I mean, some ways are going to have more of an impact. I mean, if you Mm -hmm. like, if you like organize a food drive that feeds 10,000 people, that's going to have a lot more of an impact than buying, you know, someone on the street, one sandwich, but the act of mercy, the place where it comes from in your heart is the same. Hmm. Right. And, yeah. and that real desire to, to that, that Jesus has for us to like connect with him in those moments, in those actions is the same. Yeah. Um, every time we talk about homelessness or every time we talk about the corporate works of mercy in youth ministry, um, there's always a teen who asked the question, well, I don't want to, I don't want to give money to the homeless. Like, what do I do? I don't want to give money to the homeless because they'll just spend it on drugs or alcohol or whatever. And there's two responses to that, that I've heard that I love. Go. The first one is Pope Francis. Pope Francis basically said, <laughs> he's, he's like, I give money to homeless people anytime that I walk by them. And someone asked him, well, what if that person just goes and gets drunk with it? Pope Francis says, that might be the only joy he has in his life. Yeah. And who am I to take that from him? I love it. I love it too. Because basically Pope Francis is saying, shut up and stop judging people. Uh, yeah. Don't let, don't limit your giving because of how they will handle yeah. the gift. Yeah. Because you feel like it's your responsibility to judge. It's not. It's stop not. trying to control the situation. Exactly. Yeah. The second response is like, what's tougher? What's more of a, of a, a shared um, sort of, spiritual experience to just hand someone a $5 bill, say, here you go, or to go home, make that guy a sandwich, you know, or to go to the, go to the convenience store and buy him a sandwich and a a bag of chips and a bottle of water and walk out and, and have lunch with him. Like if if we're really, if we're really going to be considering like how we should help people, you know, the answer is not always to throw money at it. Right. Right. Sometimes the answer is, sometimes it is, but mo- I would say most of the time it's not right. Most of the time when we're in those one-on-one situations, there is more that you can do than just open up your wallet and say, here's a $10 bill. If that's something that is really, really yeah. scary to you, then go to the corner store and buy $10 worth of groceries. If that's what you were going to give anyway, and bring them to that person. Yeah. And then 
ask them their name, ask mm. them where they're from, ask them if, you know, um, if you can pray for them. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, there's a whole sort of like, I don't, I don't know why we get sort of caught up on like hung up on, I'm not going to give money to that person. So I'm just not going to interact with them in any way, shape or form. Right. Um, the reality is like, that's, you know, that sort of, uh, um, simple, I don't want to say simple. I mean, cause it is a sacrifice. That's not the only merciful way mm-hmm. uh, in which we're called to, to, to commune with our neighbor. Correct. So in the gospel of Matthew, um, chapter 25, when we talk about the judgment of nations and he says, you know, he talks about whenever you do these things, feed, feed the hungry and clothe the naked. Um, you know, and they ask him, Lord, when have we seen you hungry? And he says, whenever you've done this for the least of these, you've done this for me. Well, that holding that gospel in mind while I reflect on how we have talked not ad nauseum because that sounds like I'm going to throw up but a lot about holding the gaze of Christ and it's like you know when we have the interaction with someone who is um, experiencing low levels of humanity Mm-hmm. You know, holding their gaze is holding the gaze of Christ. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's what we're called for and almost why it's hard. You know, I, 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 I like that, that, you know, kind of, um, giving, you know, saying like, that's why it's hard. I think gives that action of like holding that gaze of Christ, the, it's, it's like proper emphasis, Hmm. right? And, and when we, uh, when we reduce our humanity to anything less than that, I think we're doing ourselves a little bit of a disservice, sure, right? Because, because God wants us to, to experience like the fullness of life in the way that he created us to experience it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so Jesus calls us to these things. Um, and it's not just the corporal works of mercy, even things like the sacraments or prayer or, you know, um, just, just, being in a relationship with him. He calls Mm -hmm. us to these things, not to give us busy work. No. Right. Not to give us, um, you know, not, not to, not to punish us in some way, not to, to, to rebuke us or even necessarily to keep us from like, from sin, right? Like that's Mm -hmm. an effect, but that's not the reason. The reason is because he wants to be in a relationship with us. He desires us. Yeah. And gets back really to what we've been talking about since the very first episode which is that all of this stuff that we're doing is oriented towards this relationship with God. And mm-hmm. when we, when we allow God to take the reins mm. in those experiences, right. Um, you know, allowing, allowing Jesus to, to show you someone, to show you a human being that, that lives under a bridge. Mm-hmm. That's where, that's their, that's their cross. That's their, their situation yeah. in life. Jesus is bringing you to those people because, not only because he has an expectation of you, but because he knows that you can show him his, show them his love. Mm-hmm. He knows that you can do that. He wants you to be the instrument of that love, right? Like, I get that that's overwhelming and I get that it's, yeah. it's like, it, that might be, um, a little bit scary or maybe it's too much to, to like, to, to bite off right at one time. Yeah. But that's what we're made for. Yeah. 
And we and, want and, the encounter. Yeah. And we can't, we can't deny ourselves if we're, if we're really going to be, um, uh, if we're really going to keep the gaze of Christ, we can't deny ourselves that reality, mm-hmm. that that's what we're made for. Um, yeah. and, and I think when we kind of like settle into that and accept it and maybe even learn to kind of carry that with us in our daily lives, um, there's a lot more joy. There's a lot more peace. There is. There's a lot yeah. more satisfaction. There's a lot more just. It's interesting how that works. Even huh? just of an understanding of like how, how blessed you are mm-hmm. or how, how much, you know, God, God takes care of you. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, I, I just, I, I get that, that, that sort of line of thinking a lot in youth ministry. Like, you know, we think that everything kind of stops with our, our very first notion of like our, or our, our very first obstacle, right. And mm. our very first obstacle might be, well, I don't know where that money's going. So I'm not, you know, or it might be like, I, you know, there's just so many homeless people. Well, yeah. You know, feed one, bring, bring one of them a jacket. Same, right? same way we eat the elephant, right? Yeah. One bite at a time. One, one bite at a time. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I thought this was really interesting. Uh, under, under visit the sick, they list things like, um, well, they, they, they list things for every, for every, um, every work or every different work of mercy, every mm-hmm. category, but under visit the sick, they list things like give, give blood. Oh, wow. Um, take time, uh, spend time volunteering at a nursing home. Mm. Um, offer to assist the caregivers of a chronically ill family member. Wow. Right. Um, next time, next time you make a meal that can be easily frozen, make a double batch and give it to a family in your parish who has a sick loved one. Mm. Guys, that's a side dish. That's like a side, no pun intended. That's like a side Mm -hmm. dish to what you're already doing. You're already feeding your family. Mm -hmm. God is just asking you to, to essentially pull some, some extra chairs up to that table. And really it's like given out of abundance too. It's not given out of your scarcity. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, <laughs> it's, fine that it, it's not, it's not necessarily, it's not necessarily like your, your widow's It's might, not a huge right? sacrifice. No, yeah. No, it's, it's, you know, God wants you to, to be sharing out of the blessings that he's, mm-hmm. that he's giving you. And in fact, those blessings aren't, you know, it gets back to that, that thing of it's not about you. Those blessings are not just for you. Because you when know? I think about, yeah. Um, why some people are, um, less, cared for by the world, you know, like why circumstances are the way they are, where some people struggle to survive and others live in abundance. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, too much is given, much is expected. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that puts a little bit of weight on my shoulders, but what else? I don't, again, I, I hear him saying, when you do these for the least of me, I'm back in the garden. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to be the one who's not holding up my end of the relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and for you. yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, the, the, um, the, the image that comes to mind, there's a, there's a Matt Marr song called least of these. Mm. And, um, there's a, there's this, he, he describes Christ as, um, he's, he, he, he calls Christ love in this song. And he says, um, uh, when he stole my heart between two thieves, that's when Christ became the least of these. Right. And he's, he's, you know, we're, 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 you know, Christ is crucified between these two thieves and you have one thief that is like kind of mocking Christ. And then you have this other thief that's repentant Mm -hmm. and that, that act of repentance, 
and the act of mocking Christ, they don't take anything away mm, from Jesus. From they don't yeah. add anything to Jesus. Like Jesus is Jesus, right? And what Christ is really kind of showing us is whatever our suffering is, whatever our struggle is, wherever we're, even if we're like literally about to die up on a cross, keeping our gaze on him changes things, mm. right? And, and That's beautiful. And allowing him to, to mm. really, um, uh, kind of mold us and shape us and to kind of carry us through those different experiences, it, it changes the effects of those experiences and not just on the world around us, uh, but on our hearts as well. You know, I mean, like, like we are, we are all at different times in our lives. We're all like both thieves, right? And, And we don't really, um, we don't really deserve quote unquote, the mercy and the love and the grace of God. Mm. Yet God still invites us into, into moments like the corporal works of mercy. He still invites us into this ministry. He still invites us to, to be loved by him and to kind of share that love with other people. That's pretty incredible. It is. I like the way you, uh, phrase that, that he invites us into it. mm -hmm. Not, not a, um, obligation or something that we have to, a box to check or Mm -hmm. another one of those things the Catholics have to do, Mm -hmm. but he invites us in. He does. He does. Mm. Um, one that people I think maybe have a little bit of trouble with, uh, I know for, you know, for different, for a variety of reasons, um, but to, to visit prisoners, mm-hmm. I thought this was just a fantastic thing to do. Like if you're kind of hung up on, like, I don't know how I would visit a prisoner. Um, you can one, you can support your local prison ministry. You can yeah. donate money, donate books, stuff like that. You don't have to get directly involved necessarily, but this was just such a good idea. Volunteer to help out or donate to charities that give Christmas presents or birthday presents to children whose parents are in prison. Ah, that's beautiful. How, like, that is just absolutely, mm. ab- because those children are, are in prison too. Exactly. Right? Those children are in this emotional prison. And True. and in fact, the, the church says, like, when we say visit the prisoner, we, we even mean the... Imprisoned like, by loneliness. Impris- or, yeah, yeah. Or, and, yeah. And so, so, you know, the, the idea there again is to really kind of think outside the box and to find, you know, opportunities that are, um, that are available to you, that are, that are, that are, are safe. Maybe even at first that are, that are comfortable mm-hmm. where you feel like yeah. you, can, you can, a little each yeah, time. you can encounter God and you can kind of, again, yeah, exactly. Stretch kind of in that encounter for sure. Um, burying the dead, right? Um, I, I think, you know, we, we, we just hit a pretty terrible milestone, Mm. um, in, uh, in our country with with COVID and, uh, this past, um, actually yesterday, uh, I went to, uh, I went to a funeral for uh, one of Christine's relatives. I'd never, I'd never met him. There were only, uh, and, and he was, he was an older gentleman. He didn't, he didn't die from COVID, but, um, he, he passed away and, um, there were very, very few people there. Right. And, and, um, it was, I could tell it was a, um, a very important thing to his son that Christine and I were there, Mm -hmm. uh, and that, and that there were people there that were, you know, were willing to kind of, uh, talk about his father and to to kind of share in some of that joy and grief and all that, um, all the stuff that comes along with that. Um, but this, this funeral was at a, uh, a, a, um, military, 
a graveyard. And I'm missing the, the word um, for that. Um, but it was at, at Fort Sam Houston in San Antonio. So mm-hmm. there's just like literally thousands of like the white grave markers, mm-hmm. right? And this is going to sound uh, maybe like a little bit silly, a little bit morbid. Um, that place was immaculate. It was beautiful. It's, it's, it's kept up by mm. soldiers and former soldiers. So it's a, it's a big deal. Right. And it's just, um, this is going to sound weird. That is the way to honor the dead. Yeah. Right. Like that, their example of, of honoring and, the dead mm-hmm. and, and you're know, keeping the grounds very clean and, and it was well, like, um, there were, it wasn't night, but there were lights everywhere and it was just, it just like, it, was just, the it just showed the importance the value of, of their, if there's a, life. if there's a, um, a, a, a graveyard, a cemetery in your neighborhood, in your town that, you know, the, the graves don't always have flowers, nope. right. Or, or maybe, maybe there's like litter and, you know, stuff like the weeds, stuff like yeah. that. Carve out an afternoon to, 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 to go clean it up. And, and, and you don't, yeah, again, it doesn't have to be all about, you know, you cleaning up this entire graveyard, but you know, like make that, this is going to sound morbid and weird. Make that a family thing. Hmm. Make yeah. that a thing to go and to, you know, to say, Hey, these, these people are here. Um, they're, you know, they're, and they, they deserve our respect. They deserve our care. Mm-hmm. And so we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna show them that. Um, yeah, just something that I thought was really was really important. That's beautiful because it highlights the value placed on on the people who are buried there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, the last one, I think we've been through them all, is give alms to the poor. Um, the very first thing that they that they say to do uh, or that they suggest is skip the morning latte and put that money in the collection basket at church. What if you did that once a week? Okay. What if you did that once a week? So a latte is yeah. like seven bucks, right? Six, $7. Okay. So add six or $7 once a week to your, to, to what to you're already tithing. giving at church. Yeah. Or if you're not tithing, if you have trouble with that, then start there. Yeah. Start, you know, and, and six or $7, you know, you know, seven times four, that's 28. That's like, it's like 30 bucks yeah. a month, right? You would be tithing to, yeah. to your church. And maybe even, um, a, a lot of churches, uh, Catholic or, or, or other Christian denominations, um, they'll let you, they, they'll let you like put that towards certain things mm-hmm. that you want to can earmark you know, it exactly. for, yeah. for stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, so, so finding, you know, finding a charity that like gives that money directly to the poor or that mm-hmm. really, um, puts that money towards good use in programs for the poor programs for people that are underserved. Yeah. Um, again, you don't have to be, you know, it doesn't have to be every latte. No, I don't, I don't think Jesus necessarily wants well, it's like that. Like you for give all what you can, and 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 I think it, an easy way to get your feet wet with it is to give from your abundance, and mm-hmm. then you know for w- sure. work up from there. For sure, for our sure. our church. I know I talk about my church a lot, but that's uh, great. Saint Ignatius has um, an awesome food pantry mm-hmm. that's open Monday through Thursday. I think nine to one, and um, yeah, they're very very generous. That's very cool. Yeah, that's very cool. Um, I am really, really, uh, passionate about sort of making the, the sort of these corporal like directives of the church, these different things that we have to do, 
of not separating those from the mission of the church. Okay. I think sometimes in this, you know, we're kind of running out of time here, but just kind of one concluding thought, like if you're, um, I don't want to shame anybody and I don't want to say should, would, could, like that's, Mm -hmm. that's not, you know, what we're here to do, but your Christianity, your belief in God, uh, your faith in God, um, if you allow it will manifest itself in serving others. Yeah. It just will. Yeah. If you are, are paying attention to the gospel at all, mm-hmm. you will see yourself called in the gospel to go and proclaim the good news by making someone's life a little bit better, by mm. making someone's life a little bit easier. Sure. Right. And so again, it's one of those things where I think if we, if we stop and we, um, we think about it for a second pay attention. Yeah. We stop and and pay attention for just a second. It really, uh, there is really a lot of freedom in that. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm not, I'm not getting anything out of mass. I'm not getting anything out of my relationship with God. I'm not getting, getting anything out of my prayer life. Well, maybe, maybe it's it's not about getting, maybe it is about giving at, at some point. Maybe it is about sort of like literally physically bringing someone who's thirsty, a bottle of water and allowing God to kind of work through you in that very simple, but just cosmic moment. I have a very funny thing to tell you. Okay. I want to hear it. You know, you asked me earlier if I played any instruments or anything. And I was Mm -hmm. like, I'm playing the guitar for a little bit. Um, When I was a kid, Mm -hmm. there was this kid who lived down the street who I didn't know Mm -hmm. who came by and asked us for water while we were hosing something off. And I wrote a song that's a whole line. <laughs> if I, yeah, if you ever meet my sister, you'll have to ask her about that. The whole song is about a boy came by, he asked for water for his dog. And then I'm like, do, 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 yeah, that's it. I wrote, so how does that pertain to today? Yes, I have played a music instrument and I wrote a whole entire song, <laughs> one whole line. And it was about giving a boy water for his dog. Nice. nice. I can, sometimes I'm a little bit more compassionate to the animals than to the people. <laughs> I, uh, I, think, I think animals are, are a gateway to loving people better. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, and they're, and they're, they're no important. They're part, of, no they're part of God's creation, right? We're, we're called to take care of God's creation. So... Um, that's awesome. I, I want to hear that song really bad. Really, really no, bad. You don't. I do. I do. I'm excited about it. Um, so we have been uh, talking for a while. Again, um, we know that this is kind of one of those uh, Catholic list things. And it's we a, don't we don't want it to feel Catholic like that. List. We really hope the conversation today has maybe inspired you to to think a little bit outside the box and, and to Yeah. Um, and recognize what you're already doing. Re, that yeah. You might not have known that that's that it fell underneath this kind of um, list. And, and maybe do those things with a little more intention. Mm-hmm. Right. Do those things, you know, maybe paying attention to the things that you're feeling, the way that you're interacting with your neighbor, with God. And, and um, you know, God will, God will show up in those moments. He will, he will make, again, he will kind of manifest his, his gospel and his kingdom through you when you allow, when you, just when you allow him to, when you allow him to do that. Um, and there's, again, there's a lot of freedom in there and a lot of, um, a lot of hope for the world, Mm -hmm. which is, which is super cool. Um, so we're going to post a bunch of things, uh, on our, our Instagram with this one, um, including, uh, a 
you know, some, some different resources and things like that, ways that you can, um, ways that you can help out. Uh, we will also, maybe we can include some resources for things here, uh, kind of local to the diocese of Austin. For sure. Yeah. And I think, I think what you'll see if you're outside of the diocese of Austin, if you, um, go to your diocesan website, I think you'll find similar resources in just about every Mm -hmm. diocese, certainly here in the States, um, on different charities and different ways that you can get involved and, and do some different things. Yep. The other great thing to do, um, is just to go to your parish office. Uh, there's that, you know, that lady that, um, she's probably your parish business administrator. Uh, she works, you know who we're talking about. Yeah. She works way too many hours and it seems (laughs) like, um, you know, she knows everything about the church. Uh, that's because, that's because she does Mm -hmm. or, or he does. And, uh, you know, ask that person about, ways to get involved in different ministries and kind of what different ministries are doing. Um, and then take a chance, right? Take a chance. It's true. Jump into, yep. to some mercy. I think we need a hashtag that hashtag jump, jump into, into some mercy, jump into some mercy. All right. Let's pray. We gave, we gave a lot of tips, so we'll skip so tips for today. Tips. Um, we're actually going to record another episode. Woo-hoo. So we're going to be, it's in, a marathon kind be of day. in the future for an hour. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. It's crazy. That's weird. It is weird. Let's Get in pray. touch with your inner Marty. Mar- Marty McFly. Marty McFly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Great Scott. Yeah. All right. Um, you mean my mom <laughs> has got the hots the for me? So bad. That was the worst part. That was, that was so uh, uh, gross. Yeah. <laughs> okay, All right. let's pray. On let's that pray. Note, let's on pray. That note. In the name of the, the Father, the Son, and, and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray Pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, We're really, really, really glad that we could uh, share with you today. Go out and do something great. Be the kingdom. And uh, we love you. We'll see you next time. Happy Lent. Happy Lent. Peace. Peace. Bye-bye. to Church Podcast is an AMET Creative production and is hosted by James Longoria and Nikki Moncada. Our theme music is Candle in the Shadows by The Poor Kings. Check them out on Spotify or wherever you download music. Incidental music is by Punch Deck. Find us on Instagram at Late to Church Podcast and let us know your questions, comments, and thoughts by contacting Late to Church Podcast at gmail.com. Your insights might even be featured on the show. 
just a little reminder. You are good. You are worthy. You are the beloved. Look around for the Lord today. He loves you and he wants an encounter with you. Thank you for journeying with us. We're praying for you. Peace.